Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. I hope you have had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week, right? Hope has been full with peace, blessings, joy, and all that you deserve. I am Iris Owens, your host, and this is the Autopsy of Her, Healing, Evolving, Resiliency. And on the line with me is my beautiful sister and co-host and my honey bunny. Good morning, honey bunny. How are you? Good morning, honey bunny. Stephanie Diani Green. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? Uh, excuse me. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing wonderful. A little, just a little weird day. I don't know. The week, the week has been a little different. It's, it's just a mm-hmm. different, I don't know what it is, but it's not bad, just different. Yeah, I think, um, I think there's a lot going on. Like there are so many moving parts to everything right now. Uh, just, Absolutely. you know, your life, my life, everybody else's life, and then learning how to stay out of other people's lives because I got enough stuff going on in my own life that I really don't have the, the, the fortitude or to be able to be involved in your life. But mm-hmm. because it's everything is so uh, out on the table these days, right? And we were, we were having a conversation last night about relationships, and so today we think we're going to delve in a little bit and see where this goes about relationships. Cause we're, we're seeing in the news that there are, you know, so many couples, you know, long time people who marriages or long time relationships of people who've been together or people who have been dating and on their way to marriage and broken engagements and, and these sort of things. And so we would just, we just want to kind of dab and a little bit in, you know, what's your role in relationship? Mm-hmm. Like when you're in a relationship, what's your role? And when things start to happen, you know, it's a lot of, or I think when things, when you get to the end, I think maybe sometimes we have the question, what if? What mm-hmm. if I had done this? Or what if I hadn't done this? So I'm going to start with, in relationship, we all play a role. Whether it's a great relationship, a bad relationship, a mediocre relationship, we all play a role. And a lot of times at the end of relationships, we play the blame game. You know, every, it, it, if, if, if he hadn't done the da-da-da-da-da-da-da, then we would have been still together. Or because she did this, that's why we're not together. But we all play a role. And I, I sometimes think we forget that whatever role we play, we contribute to what's going on, right, in the relationship. Right. Because well, it depends well, on... Yeah. If, if you, even if you sit there and don't say a word, you still contribute. Exactly. Word, you know what right. I'm saying? So right. It, you, it doesn't matter because right. when it's two people, y'all both play a role, no matter how big, Absolutely. how small, whatever. But right, because maybe if you would have said something, it would have been better. Right. You know, so whatever the case may be, you're like, you're like, I didn't say nothing. I didn't do nothing. You know, you hear people, you know, especially like, you know, I hear, I hear women and men, but more women. I didn't, I didn't do nothing. I was a good wife. You know, I cooked. I did this. But you didn't, maybe you didn't speak up for yourself. The one thing that right. I'm learning, um, well, not really learning, but knowing that a real man, a real man, 
not not just a, a person that has a member that because it belongs to a man, a real man. A real man likes a strong woman. You know that that that's a, a woman that is um, thinks highly of herself. Not that she's better than anyone else, mm -hmm. but she has a, she has a good self esteem about herself, and that she is a confident. You know, and you wonder like how when you would see a couple sometimes like, wow, that's an interesting couple, you know, but the man would tell you, I loved her confidence, you know, and yes. how self-assured she was with herself. You walk mm -hmm. around here being now a, a, a man that's not a real man. He wants, you know, Minnie Mouse who speaks above a whisper, you know, so he could dominate. Mm -hmm. But a real person doesn't, they want a partnership in their relationship. They don't want to try to be your daddy and raise you all over again. You know, right. they want partnership and things of that nature. But now you're getting a lot. It's not like a lot of real men out there. They don't want to own up. Even even a, a real man would say that in a, in a lot of circumstances, especially when it comes to certain things in a home, a woman is smarter than a man in that aspect. You know, but when we get ready to do something, the way we operate and do things is a lot different than the way they operate and do things. You know, but they respect you. But when but he has his strengths, you have your strengths. You bring those together and you respect these other strengths and that's how you become a powerhouse. But people don't want people to bring their strengths. People, they die, you gotta stay, you know, it's sad, either a woman takes the man's pants or the man's taking the woman's skirt. Well, let's stay there. right there. So let's stay right there. Uh, that is something, as we were talking about last night, that what role do we play? But the question becomes, do we actually know what our roles are? Because I think that, well, we struggle with role identity now in relationship because we go through, we have, as we, we see the world where, okay, everybody, you know, if you want to use the, the terminology, like we want to say equally yoke and we think equally yoke means we match each other exactly like mm -hmm. you if if i'm a doctor you need to be a doctor if no. if i'm a carpenter then you need to be a carpenter or we think if you if you have a high school diploma then i i have a high school diploma i that is not what that means in terms of equally yoke means that we come together with our strengths with our weaknesses with our issues and we then learn how to be a, a joint unit together, understanding that I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We both have our own set of baggage and luggage and that we both should always be mindful that we should be working on ourselves at the same time, working on keeping our relationship strong and growing and prospering. Mm -hmm. and, I think, and I think so many times when we get frustrated with one another, we, some of us will completely turn off. Some of us, as we talked about before, will exit. And the other person thinks we're still in the car together, but you already bought another car. You've checked out. People check out, but they are coming home and, and coming together and acting as though, hey, everything is good. Some people say, 
I don't like to argue. So rather than us argue, you have your say, you say what you want to say, and I have nothing to say. So all that leads up to what's the role that you play in relationship? Because as we just said, you got to speak up for yourself. You and you, you gotta share, and you gotta share when things are not when you're. If something is a is bothering you, if it's an issue for you, and it could be the most minute thing or the most major thing, but everyone needs to share what the issue is so that you know that there's something you need to deal with. Well, I'll, I actually, you definitely do, but people are scared. Like we we said this last night, but I want to jump back to equally yoke. For me, equally yoked means that you have to have um, the same foundation of beliefs because it's like if you don't believe in God and I believe in God, that's not being equally yoked. Um, if you believe in, you know, polygamy and I believe in monogamy, that's this, you know, it's mm -hmm. those foundation, but foundational beliefs that makes you equally yoked. Um, mm -hmm. I do think even when it comes down to the political party. I think it's very hard if you have different political views to be, I think that that's part of the foundations. So those are the things, I think everything else you could grow into, you know, mm -hmm. but I think that um, people, I think what happens is for some reason, and I've had a couple of conversations with some of my girlfriends who are a little older than me and, you know, like you have to, you cannot, you have to let a man be a man, just like a man has to let a woman be a woman. You know, like I had some people, friends, people I knew, I would call like the husbands like women. You know what I mean? They all up in our conversation, got something to say. Like you need to go over there and be, and be with your guys and we over here, but you all up in the women's business. You know, even if the women are having a disagreement, you gotta be all up in the women's business, that kind of stuff. Now I think as far as the household, women take out the garbage, men take out the garbage. Women cook, men cook. Men shop, women shop. Men wash dishes, women wash dishes. That's not about that's not about someone trying to be a man or somebody trying to be a woman. It's about us maintaining and taking care of our household. You take care of the kids, I take care of the kids. You bathe the kids, I bathe. You know, it's the same kind of situation. That and I think people get that confused with these things of on um, the roles. You know, that's what a woman's supposed to do. That's what a man's supposed to do. And it's, it really is when you come to certain things, it's how that particular couple how they decide to manage their relationship. And it is really, it's like what works for them because what works for someone, one, one relationship may not work for the other relationship. Correct. And, and, and that, and, and, but it comes down to honest communication. Don't say, I like this. I use a couple, okay, so they used to do menage a trois and everything like that. But now that their parents, the wife no longer wants to engage in that type of activity. But the husband still wants to because that's something how they built their relationship. They did that before they got married, did it after they got married. That was a big thing in their relationship. And then that also happens too. Sometimes you grow, you start things in relationships. As the relationship goes, moves forward, you no longer want to do those things in relationship. I do find sometimes women and men do things in relationships just to hold on or satisfy that person. And in the meantime, you're so dissatisfied within yourself. Right. <clears throat> and as when the relationship goes on, people are like, oh, my God, they were married so many years. What happened? What happened? And a lot of reasons, those are the things that happen. You gave all of your morals and values away for this relationship. 
and now you can no longer do it. It's literally eating you up inside. I also think it has a lot to do with, because, you know, we, marriage is supposed to, you know, as stated, it's supposed to be until death do us part. We know that, but we also know that that has not been the case in many, you know, over the years, for centuries, you know, it's nothing new under the sun. I do feel, though, that sometimes based on where we engage with someone in life also makes a difference about how you work through your roles in in your marriage or in your relationship because it doesn't have to be married i'm just saying in relationship period and so i think some of us are we will become a chameleon right mm-hmm. so i i am this i may be this strong, independent, outspoken, outgoing, da 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 person. And then when I meet someone who is maybe not as outgoing or not as, you know, forward speaking or whatever, then I start to tweak my myself in order to fit their personality and vice versa. It happens all the time. And of course, when we're in the beginning of a relationship, that honeymoon stage where, you know, everything is wonderful and everything is cute and everything is ooey gooey and everything is, oh my God, I just love that. Like the guy that you dated, you know, 10 years ago, you know, if he put his feet up and was picking his toenails, you're like, that is disgusting. But now you get older, you meet this guy and he's picking his toenails, you're like, Oh my God, why do you do that? You think it's cute. It's not cute. It wasn't cute then. It wasn't cute now. So oh, you can feel so comfortable inside. He feels so comfortable in front of me to do that. You know? Right. And so I think it becomes a thing of like, okay, what's my tolerance level? Right. So tolerance level also changes. My my must-haves and wants change also as we get older in life. But I do think we all have a core set of standards when it comes to relationship and how we live our lives and and the and how we want to or how we see ourselves in relationship. And so I think it also comes to a thing of what are you willing to give up sometimes? And when you're giving up some of these things, does that also cause you to feel like your role has completely shifted? I.e., you're a woman who you've worked your whole entire life. You took care of yourself. You built your life. You are financially sound. You did it. You're educated. You're this. Whatever it is that your gifts are and your talents are, and then you meet a person who says, "Okay, now that we are together and we're having children, you can stay home with the kids." And they present it to you as an option. And you say, okay, well, you know, or you go back and forth with, "Mm, I don't know about that, right? Because you really do feel I'm giving up a lot to say, okay, I put in all this time to build a career. I put in all this time to get these degrees. I put in all this time to build this business. I put in all this time. And now I'm going to sit back and say, I'm going to let you take care of everything and I'm going to sit back over here. Now, for some people, it works out perfectly. 
but we see more, at least what's presented. I'm not going to say it's not more of it. What's presented to us is the, the negative of where someone does that gives up something of their life. And it could be male or female. It's not just the woman, male or female. And then they, they find themselves in a situation where they are angry, they're miserable, they're disappointed. Um, they've been misused, so forth and so on. So again, how do we identify these roles? Like, how do, you, how do we do better at identifying these roles? I think what happens is, and I, I truly, I, I kind of go back to this. I think, first of all, it's honest communication. And I think that you have to keep orgasms off the table for a while so you can really collect yourself because orgasms will have you, you know, talking out your head. You say yes to whatever, men and women, you know what I'm saying? And you have to really be able to see each other for who we truly are prior to the orgasms. You know what I mean? Because it's deeper than that. Orgasms are, are basically easy when you really think about it. It's all the other stuff. So we can really see each other. You know what I mean? And we're not, because even relationships, a lot of relationships are covered up by orgasms. You know, I you know been, being a coach, you know, oh, that's the best part of our relationship. But outside of the bed, they can't stand each other. Right. Then what's that? Because you can't stand in bed that many hours to have a fulfilling life with somebody to make all the orgasm in the world in that relationship worth it. Right. It just right. doesn't work. And so it's like, that is really, that is really the thing. Can we be, can we be ooey gooey without the orgasm just because we're making love to each other's minds? We're getting ready, we're getting to know each other to really see each other. Not that now you gave me the best orgasms ever. And, oh, I never thought that, um, you know, church was the stupidest thing in the world. But you know what? You're right. Because we can stay home. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? It's like you lose all consciousness. And you, it's, we'll, it's stay, we'll stay in bedside and at bedside Baptist. And then the thing that we, and, and sometimes it is the things that brought us together that then we start to toss out the window. As you said, once we become well, because, because but mind you that sometimes people go to places to find people. That's not really a place they would normally go. You know what I'm saying? And and, I, and let me tell you something. Like like it is good maybe the meetup.com places, but I would if I went to a meetup.com and I met somebody. Like I've never been to meetup.com, but I wanted to meet somebody. But you go to a place that maybe something that you truly have interest in. Now you're just going. You know, like when I was getting pricing for my painting. This lady came to give me the pricing for the painting, and we just got into a conversation. And she was like, "Oh, I'm I'm engaged. I'm getting married. I'm like, oh, wow. So, how'd you guys meet?" And they met at um, they do these med medieval themes, and he does dresses up, you know, medieval like the medieval times, and he does it. And she that's how they met, and they're both that they both was into it before they met. That's how they met, and they go to all these things all over the country dressed up in Miss Evil dresses and all this stuff. So, you know, but that that makes for a great relationship because they enjoy that. That's their pastime. Like for me, I love old black and white movies. I know TCM used to have a, um, a, a boat ride, not a boat ride, but a cruise and for TCM. And they have all some of the old actors on. And I'd be like, well, oh, I want to do that. I'd love to do something like that. Not that I couldn't do it by myself, 
But I would like somebody that was interested in those kind of things because that's important. That like that this time in my life, I could do it by myself, but now I want to do it with someone. So that would be okay. a meetup. I'd be interested in, but I would be honest with that. You know what I mean? But then you'll get somebody that, oh, I'll just tell how I'm doing that. Then once they get you in their clutches, oh, I like old black and white movies. I just said, and they do it all. It's, it's horrible. But well, it's so I, say, I say a lot that I think in relationships, even if you're, and I say, I say it specifically towards marriage. I truly believe in the Institute of Marriage. I've been married more than once, more than twice. So I do believe in the Institute of Marriage. I do feel though in the world, the society in which we live in today, we are in a, I do, or I do until I do. And then once I do, I don't. Mm-hmm. That, that's what we, we end up on the, I don't, right? Or we become critical of one another to the point of, you knew this about me beforehand, but once we have gotten together in relationship and then married or, you know, have deemed ourselves a, a, a couple and monogamous and all those things and we're exclusive, then people then flip and say, well, I, I never liked that about you anyway. I only, <laughs> I only went along with it because it could be, it could be, or uh, I really, really, I really, really did like but you. And I thought say, that it was uh, on that, you know, they, they not, they kind of get old now. You know what I'm saying? You 10 years in that year one, I loved everything about you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's five years. Oh, I'm still loving everything about it's that. You know what I mean? And then you do have to be honest, like because you're not gonna like everything about a person. Never. And, and the longer like- the longer you're together, the more things that will start to irritate you. Not necessarily about the person. I'm just saying the older we get, the less patience we have, the less tolerance we have. And especially if you are if you have an active life. A lot of times, and it's sad to say, the person who gets sometimes the worst part of you or the ugliest part of you or the tired part of you or the I don't care part of you is the person that you share space with, unfortunately. Because when you come home, right, you're like, not today. Mm, nope. Mm-mm. Whatever you get ready to say can wait. I don't want to hear it. I think the best, I think the best part of someone listening to like, you know, Sex and City is one of my favorite shows. And she ended up getting involved with this man who was like probably the best guy she could have met, you know. And they end up living together. And when she would come home, he'd be like, How you doing? What you going to And she'd be like, Oh my God, he's driving me nuts. And finally, she said, she said to him, like, when I come in the house, I need peace. I've been out working with people all day. She was a writer, freelance writer. I, I, I just need peace. I need to sit down, quiet time. So when she came home, next time he had put like a little sheer divider up and so she could sit there and, and be quiet and be to herself. And she's like, well, you, you didn't, you're not come up here talking to me. He told me, you said you wanted peace. You wanted to, you know, you know, you don't want to be bothered. Well, I mean, not like that. Well, you, you, you know, what do you mean? You can't you have know, it both ways. Exactly. Yeah. You got to be, you know, you got to. And sometimes I think for me, I can honestly tell you, I, I cannot. What used to bother me 
and my husband like, I just, I need time to myself. Mind you, I haven't seen you in 17 hours, but now you need time to yourself. Or I need to take time for myself. And I would just feel a ways about that. And I'm not even sure how I still feel about that, not being in a relationship. But I would just, I guess I would feel I needed time for myself too, because I am more, like people always like, you're not a loner. But I, you know me, I really am a loner. I operate very well. I operate better by myself than I do with people in a lot of ways, you know, outside like my family, my kids, because they, you know, but I, because I was raised alone, I spent a lot of time alone. So I learned to do that. I really do enjoy my own company, but I would just take the time to have my time. I didn't need to announce it. You know what I mean? Whenever I had a time in to take my time to do what I had to do to, to have my alone time, because I really do need that because I am used to being alone. Um, but I didn't need to announce that. So it's kind of the way people do things and the pe way people say things that hurt people's feelings. But what it all comes down to, I think it's not, people aren't being honest. You know, you're going to say whatever you got to say, do what you got to do to keep this person um, where they are. Maybe you don't want them permanently or you, you don't want to rock the boat. Everything seems so good. But then in the end, you're going to end up imploding. Okay. You what you all. just said, though, is a perfect example of what we're talking about so you said your 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 husband would say i need time right whereas in prior to that he, space. Said, he needs space i'm sorry he needed space okay space time prior to the woman that you described said that she needed time to Diffu basically diffused so the guy he put this he put this share up he didn't speak he didn't say anything and then she says that's not what i meant so those two people were being honest mm. but then the reaction from the other person who you gave that instruction to comes back as being it's not received it it, it no. comes it comes back no, as yeah, it's like a conflict and it's like, well, I was honest or you was honest. And then I reacted and basically did what you asked me to do. So that's what right. I'm saying. In, so in you accommodate what you want. I like, if you you tell me you need space, fine, go get your space. I'm going to say like, you know what I mean? So you're, you've been accommodating to the person. They asked you for this. Now you're going to accommodate them. And in that situation, this this man accommodated her and it still wasn't right. So that's what I'm saying. But what if, if we're saying being honest, I think when we say we want people to be honest, do we mean we want you to be honest, but we want you to be honest and still be mindful of what I feel, how I feel about it? Because again, like we just said, there comes a point where you can't have it both ways. Like you have to, I well, think you I, have to I, come I, to a point where in the very beginning, as, as no, not in the beginning, as you're growing with one another, right? Before you get to the marriage, before you're sharing space together, before all those things, that when you share something with someone, I think what we don't do, and maybe it's, this is a what if, what if when we did share with someone our, whatever our quirks are, whatever our dislikes are, whatever the things that make us uncomfortable, but once we give it to them, we give them a chance to process it. And then we say back to them, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? How does that, or 
even coming back and saying, what did you hear me say? Because you said one thing, but the way they interpret what you said is what causes then the, the chain of reaction, if that makes sense. You understand what I mean? Like, it's like you and I right now, we're talking. I get what you said. I, I, what I do think, I think that, I think that half of the problem is that people do not spend enough time getting to know each other. I think because when you, when you, when you hang out with somebody, whether it, it, it doesn't even have to be a romantic relationship, you know, it could just be, you know, you and your girlfriends or whatever, you just meet somebody and do spending time having conversations, you get to know, just like how you can, I can hear you, you call me, I can hear something in your voice. It's that same thing. People do not, I mean, because what it is, you date a million people. If you're dating a million people, you cannot focus just on that one person that you're dating. You could literally go out and spend time with a person and, you know, different times of the day. Sometimes you may go out and have breakfast together. Some days it's lunch. Some days it's dinner. Go to the movies. Now, they don't have to sit there and do conversation. You know, when I go to the movies, I like to talk. If you went to the movies, you'll find that they like to talk. And they'll find that maybe you don't like to talk. Or maybe find that like, well, you know, we go to movies together, but you can't be talking. Well, I like to talk, but I guess we won't be going to movies together. But I'm just saying, it's like you have to really put time in to get to know a person, literally. And sometimes you don't even have to talk. You could just, you go out to dinner with somebody and they can tell you like, oh, I'm a real nice person, you know, and you have dinner with them and they're just as nasty as they can be to the waiter or the waitress. True, and just but, but I'm still, but I'm still saying when you're communicating with someone, something that is a quote unquote pet peeve for you. But, but, no, but that, but that, that goes back. But I guess I was trying to say that when you, when you get to know, like not when you, and I mean, you could build on what you see. Okay. But if you have a good sense about yourself and, uh, and, and intuitiveness, that's the word I'm looking for. If you're intuitive, and you could like somebody walks into the room and you know they come home say now you're living together or you're mad whatever you know that oh you know you can look at their face and tell you know just like you you know I mean, it just takes time but you have to take the time just like I'm, i meet people i meet strangers and i can look on their face and tell something's wrong with them i never seen them a day in my life right but when we're in relationship there we we i do believe at times we develop blind spots because we become comfortable, we become, we become comfortable in, um, okay, we've been together a year, we've been together two years, been together three, whatever, we've been together 20 years. We become comfortable in the way we interact with one another. And, and some of that interaction may have been something that even from the beginning on wasn't a good thing between us. But hmm. because we didn't ever talk about it, because no one ever said, when you do that, it really bothers me. Or you said, I said, hey, that really bothers me. Or I need time. And you took it as, okay, fine. You need time and take your time. But we never talk about it ever again. So it becomes a, it becomes a thing, but it was never because discussed. The elephant in the room. Right, the but it was never discussed. And, and I do believe as humans, we, we have a propensity to be offended easily. And especially with the people who we are the most intimate with. I know that because, hey, my mom could say something to me and I could have been having the best day ever. I don't have orgasms with my mother. 
But Lord knows she can say something and turn my world upside down. And I'm a grown woman. But my point is the intimacy level that you have with other human beings, they have spaces in your life that- But you have a true intimacy with your mother. You grew in her body. So that's very intimate. So like- Yeah, but I'm saying outside of her birthing me into the world- but no, but that 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 don't go nowhere. I'm telling you that that whole that's why your mother can say something to you that can shake you to your core because of that extreme intimacy. No matter how many years it's been, that's that, that's it's, it's it's beyond um um orgasm. It's a it's a, di- it's a different relationship. <laughs> yes, but it is. But it does include intimacy. But I but I'm saying that because we don't, if we maybe took a different approach to when we are sharing something with the people that are in our intimate circle of life, that if you, if there's something that I need to share with you, that I say it with in a way. And even if I say it, once I say it to give you the opportunity to take it in, to comprehend it, to then go back and say to you, depending on how you respond, but to ask, what did you hear me say? And when I say, when I mean that, I don't mean, what did you hear me say just with your ears? How did you interpret what it was I said? How did you receive it? Because I think that's where we, we don't go any further than we say it, you hear it, and that's the end of it. So I think our roles, if we were to take a little deeper dive into having a more in-depth conversation when we're talking and when we're listening to be actively listening to a person because the way they respond back to us should also propel us to say, hmm, I should dig a little deeper into that because the response that came back was definitely not what I expected. And if your response is very nonchalant, I should ask the question. If If your response is very over the top, I should definitely ask the question, but I should still just ask the question just so that we have a dialogue to understand and to be clear that we're both at least on the same page at the moment. Right. That's what we're talking want to about. Be on the same page. But I do think that I, I think one is how you say things. And I think it's the second thing is like my mentor always says, in a time of peace, prepare for war. So when you're in it, and when you're feeling that way, that is definitely not the time to say it because it's going to come out all wrong. You need to, like when it's a peaceful time, those are the things you should discuss about your relationships at a good time, you know, when no one's upset, you know, there's not like going on and just state how you're feeling about whatever the situation is. Because when you speak out of anger or, you know, at that moment, it's going to come out not right, you know, just because... And but then, I'm not. You know, I'm not talking about if you're angry. I'm talking about. Well, no, I'm not. Talking, I'm not saying I'm like someone saying, makes a comment. I'm not saying angry. Like say the you say that you know you like you love this guy and you know he's every you know he was everything but he always chewed with his mouth open. And now two years down the line, I don't like that. You know you don't like that he chews his mouth open. Now one day you're out and you're in a restaurant. Like stop chewing your mouth open. You know like that kind of stuff. When you could have. First of all, you should have said when you first, because you already, you always knew you never liked it. Okay, let's be clear. So you could have told him on the onset, like, you know, I think it's such a nice person. I enjoy hanging out with you, but it really bothers me that you chew with your mouth open. 
But now, two years in, you never said it. You're at a restaurant, you done blow up this whole spot. Maybe you're having dinner with somebody else. And now, because you probably could, maybe at that point, you got past it because maybe he sat on the side of you. You really have to look directly at him. Now you're the I want you to. I want you. I'm gonna put a pin right there. I want you to drive all back, all the way up out my out my driveway, because the truth is, I dated so. (laughs) We were at an event, and we were, and we had had some some. Not it wasn't even an argument. I guess for me, I didn't even know we were in an argument, but it it became an argument, right? Because we went from 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 leaving the house to the car to the event. There were some words exchanged, right? And so when we got to the place of the event, he proceeded into the the venue, and I came in after, right? And then we got in, and so basically. They went and they sat down at a table while I'm still walking around saying, hi, how are you greeting people? <laughs> and so when it came time to eat, oh, Lord. we're sitting there and I'm, you know me, I'm, I'm Susie friendly. I'm talking to everybody. I'm socializing. And they had their hand, <laughs> their plate. They were like scooping them. Oh my God. I was mortified. Do you hear me? Mortified. I was like, just exactly what are you doing right now? And it, it just got to a point where I was just like, it was so obvious that they were upset and that they were not speaking and we were not speaking. So I did, I left. I was like, it's time to go home. Because it just got to a point where it was, it was, it was uncomfortable for me. I'm sure uncomfortable maybe for them, not for them. But for me, it was uncomfortable. And I didn't want to ruin other people's evening with that type of behavior going on. So my point was to the point of maybe we don't always see the craziness that like, we don't know the level of how, where people could go with their stuff. You you (laughs) don't, you you don't. And I think you have to kind of do these little tests. I yeah, mean, I don't. You can't be bringing people around certain places right away. Right, certain, certain places. But, like, but oh, then maybe sometimes you should because maybe what you don't see. Oh yeah, well I, well, I'm yeah, definitely. I'm talking about like around no around your maybe your your family or close friends. Like I want you to check this person out. I'm good right. with that. You can't, you know. I'm talking about like if there's a formal I go to every year, and now that I'm yeah, single, I go by myself. Right. I am not gonna be so excited. Oh, I'm seeing something. I'm bringing it to the former. Oh no, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're not. Yeah, I've been seeing you for a month. We're not going to the former. Yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> we 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 gonna have to we gonna have to put a pin in that, and we'll we'll have to see how you behave. We have to see you at the family dinner first. Go to a family dinner, Sunday dinner. See how you behave there. You know, how you interact, how you eat. For some reason, I do think it's different if you meet someone and they're like, I would like to ask you to be at my date at this event. Maybe look the event up to see, you know, like, but it's, but I think they like, because they, they need it. Cause you know how people get dates for events. You're not even. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, I think, and if a man asks a woman, I think that's a little different. You know, it's like event, you know, maybe, you know, it's a you know, fraternity event or whatever the case may be. You know, they're having a black tie, you know, so, OK, you know, then you maybe you meet him there. 
You know what I'm saying? You drive your own car, you know, something like that. So that's different. But just to like, oh, no, nah, you get, you can't be something. All your favorite restaurant. Now, I know oh, yeah, that part too. Me. I am not taking you to my favorite restaurant. And uh, I don't know. Like, no, we're not doing that either. We're, we're going to wait. You know, we're going to well, see. I will tell you this. I think we're going to revisit this topic. I think there's going to be a, 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 a maybe a few more conversations on this topic because I think oh, it's well, very hey, this topic is definitely gonna go old because I, I think I think it's very interesting. Um and I think we picked we we pulled out some good stuff, you know. So just to reiterate, you know, we we're basically just saying, you know, hey, what role do you play in your relationship? And what if you had said this or you had done that or if they had done this and you and they had done that, what would it have been if those things had happened? And again, what's your role? Are you the communicator? Are you the passive aggressive? Are you just passive altogether? Are you the nonchalant? Or are you just like, okay, if, if that's how we're going to roll, we're going to roll until we're not. You know, you just, so I think we're definitely going to revisit this again uh, because I, I find it to be very intriguing. You know, I, I, I love the study of human behavior. Um, and you know, and it's, it's, it's something he said when you see people that I've seen people that are just in sync. They meet and they're just really in sync. Um, it's, it wasn't any word. And sometimes, and I can honestly tell you uh, that people, especially I think men, are kind of like looking for that in syncness. They'll, they'll, they'll like, it's like when you think about some relationships, oh, they've been together 10 years, 15, oh, he's not ready to get married. She's not ready to get married. They don't want to get married. But then they break up and he meets somebody and, and six months later, he's married. And, and which I've seen. What roles often. do we play? And well, well, it was like, because a man will, I, I've seen it. I've known people. You know, I've seen a man with you 20 years and oh, we're cycling married for the other 20 years. Where are you going? <laughs> you know, a year later, I see you, he left. What happened? I don't know. Like, literally, we're close enough that you could. One day he told me that, you know, it just wasn't working for him. And now he's married to somebody else. He's mad, literally married. I'm like, because he, uh, you, if you allow, let somebody allow you to be a holding spot, they will let you be a holding spot. You're just there holding a spot for the person they're going to marry. And, and it's horrible. But when and, and, and all the signs are there, you just don't want to recognize them because you can't pretend to be married. You either are or you're not. You know, you can play house all you want. Playing house it does not a marriage make. That's, let's be clear about that. So if that's what you want, I mean, some people want to just stay playing house. I don't know. But if you want to be literally a wife, not wifey, but a wife, you know, um, that's not how you play yourself. I mean, like, even if you, you want him, but see, that's the thing. That's the thing, especially with women. We settle because we want him more than he wants us. And that's, and that's not a good place to be. And that's not a good place for you to like, get yourself in or place yourself in. And when you find that you're there, you need to remove yourself. Because it has to be mutual. Because if I have to convince you to marry me, then <laughs> why are we doing this again? Well, and then, on that note, we are going to put a pin. We're going to pause and stop for the day. But um, 
I want you guys to, you know, chime in. I really want to hear your thoughts about what we've been talking about today. So once you've watched this today, share it, share your thoughts, leave us some comments because we really want to know. I, I just think it's a very interesting comment. I mean, a very interesting topic because it's our lives. Uh, we're, we're in, we are humans and we are in relation every day with different people <laughs> every day. So I just think um, it's worth having a little, some conversation about. So, hey guys, we thank you so much. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy it. Have a joyful weekend. Um, get some rest, get out in the weather, have, you know, have a nice, enjoy the fall. My mom and I yes, last weekend. Beautiful here on the East Coast, 72, yeah. 75 degrees. My mom and I last Saturday took a five-mile hike um, nice. up at, at a falls here in Georgia. And we had a wonderful day. We, we went out, walked, did the trail, came back, just rode around the city. And we just had a wonderful day. So um, nice. yeah, enjoy the fall. Have some fun. Yes. So, Steph, your final comments? Hey. Are you a wife or are you a wifey? Oh. <laughs> you know, and what do you want to be? <laughs> okay, that, that's y'all's challenge. So, and so yeah. listen in, tune in, share. Have a, have a great weekend, though. <laughs> share your comments. And she said, have a great weekend. <laughs> we thank you all so much for joining us today. And we really appreciate you guys. Be blessed and have a great weekend. Love you. Bye -bye. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. You too. <laughs>